It's a long name. And my whole point of this is that I cannot remember the name for the life of me. Let them all talk. Let them all talk. That's a bad name. It's just a sentence. And so it's, I struggle with it. And so I can't remember it, but I do recommend this movie to you and the listeners. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Direct to Podcast. This is episode number 36. I am Kurt Schneider. And I'm Keenan Wetzel. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with the directing duo, Brother. These guys are OG, even though they're both still very young. Um, they've, they've been around for a while. They have a very unique, recognizable style, one that has been uh, something that's birthed many copycats and people trying to emulate them. And that's one of the things we chat about. And in addition to that, we chat about remote directing and just a lot of other things. And so I hope you guys enjoy. Here we go. It was kind of like when we kind of first broke out, we did like a ton. Like we were pretty yeah. much doing, taking every interview, but uh, we took a, we haven't done an interview in maybe like almost two years, I think, probably. Yeah. When you guys broke, I feel like you guys broke like huge. Obviously it's never an overnight thing, but like, I feel like all of a sudden you guys were doing the biggest artist music videos and I was seeing you, your work everywhere. Yeah. I think I think because at the time um, there weren't that many directors that were doing like the kind of stuff we were doing. I really think it was that, and obviously we we had a very like different kind of rogue approach to pulling all these music videos off. And obviously there's like a ton of effects, and we obviously started doing all of our posts. That was kind of like our thing was like that we do the post and. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of just allowed us to really set our stamp on on things, and I think that's what. I mean, the weekend like found us, and then that was really big for us. I guess like that that kind of did feel like an overnight thing, right, Kyle? Oh, for sure. But like even prior to that, like we did spend a, definitely a, I'd say like year, two years, just kind of going ham, like you know making videos constantly like we really just didn't we didn't sleep for two years you know video after video um and like alex said this super rogue approach for like you know we were producing shooting just kind of doing everything um and yeah it really i don't know like it just paid off for us like um vimeo was huge i would say yeah yeah that that was just going for the staff picks yeah the the staff picks were like driving us and like now they definitely don't hold as much weight but back when we started it was like to get a staff pick it was huge like that was just how you got exposure and um i don't know yeah i don't know if you guys know the site uh 1.4 but the lindy stout that was huge too like she she you know did some a really sick feature on us and that kind of got us a lot of exposure um but yeah it was just a grind man That, that was like that, that was kind of the, our first couple of years in this industry. We never thought we could make money, that's for sure, until, until we did ads. Right, because you guys, I'm guessing, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the kind of genesis, or at least where a lot of people know you from, uh, from the music videos, and you don't get a music video unless you do a bunch of music videos, and you don't, you know, it's like it's kind of this thing that starts with these, like, tiny budget things. You know, I think it's important for people, you know, maybe to hear about like what you guys were starting, what the type of projects you were doing at the beginning, and then how you were taking those with limited resources and trying to make them, you know, obviously seem bigger than they are. Like a lot of times we would end up just finding a song or an artist that we really liked ourselves and then just, you know, hitting them up directly to make a video. I think, you know, those are, those are kind of the best videos because you're just, you're more passionate about the music. Um, so yeah, early on, that's what we did. Just like really, we'd get hit up for really low budget stuff and we would do them. And then also just like not, <clears throat> sometimes we would get fucked over where like we ended up paying for them. <laughs> yeah, the video and then, you know, they wouldn't hit us back. <clears throat> but yeah, you just have to be, starting out, you definitely have to be super resourceful and, you know, take the opportunities that you get um, and make the most of it. But yeah, a lot of times, unfortunately, you will, you will get screwed over. We did. 
there's a really funny story where we got this offer to do a video for Ed Sheeran or something. Yeah, this is like and super early on. So we're like, oh, what? Like, yeah, what? Ed Sheeran? And we're like, and it was legit. It was like the, you know. Yeah, it's from Atlantic. Atlantic, whatever. And then we, uh, we did it. And we gathered, it was kind of sad. We gathered the entire, like at the time we were living at Kyle's parents' house. We gathered, we gathered what seemed like the entire neighborhood of kids. Yeah, it was like the whole high school pretty much. They were in the video and then like we finished it. So naturally we, they were like super stoked too that they were gonna be in an Ed Sheeran video. Yeah, yeah. we sent it and we never heard anything back. <laughs> and this, we literally like shot for like two or three days, um, like paid for the camera. It was so, it was so fucked up, honestly, like. Um, yeah, I mean, you got, working in musical, uh, Craig, I more, it's just that, how do you handle those kind of just depression, you know, these they're kind of draining things that you felt like you just take enough that you be, you get a skin, like a harder skin, like a callus almost, or, you know, it's like that, I, can you talk a little bit of dealing with those? Because musical end drops out like that. Yes, for sure. But also, like, at the same time, do we want to do those projects ever again? No. So, so like, after after you start succeeding, it's like you don't really even take it into consideration anymore because you know how much your time. Like, you start realizing, you know, like, my time is worth something. Or, for you know, sure. So it is depressing, like you said. And I don't know if it was like a blind faith or what, but like, I just always believe that, you know, we could do it. And like, there's really no other, in my mind, like no other option. Like we just have to keep, regardless of what happens, like we just have to keep working and keep, you know, pursuing, you know, different, different projects. So yeah, there was just no choice really. Like this is just something that we've always, uh, we've always been doing and we'll like just continue to do. So I want to go back to the start kind of how you guys met. And also just, I just find it so interesting. Just, I know the, our audience won't be able to look at you the way I am, but you two both have such, you, you just have different styles, like the what's behind you, the way you're dressed. Uh, like I, I'm interested in like how, how your personalities kind of combine to make what brother is. We're actually, I would say we're actually pretty similar. Okay. Yeah, personality wise, we're definitely similar. Personality wise. But like, you know, Kyle like lives with his wife and stuff. And like, I mean, this, this shelf is, um, I don't know. I just, it, I just moved into this apartment and set this up. So it's like my first Zoom background. Yeah, but, that's um, sick. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we, it works. We, we have similar tastes. <clears throat> yeah, we're pretty, I'd say we're pretty reserved, like, you know, people. So at first, like, you know, directing, Directing the bigger projects was definitely different for us just because we were so used to these like, you know, super small crews doing everything ourselves. Um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a, you know, learning experience for us. Um, but I think we've definitely, you know, come into, yeah, come into our own, so to speak. What was the genesis? Like, how did you guys meet? Like, what was the kind of, a, you know, origin story? Um, so I went to SVA, I, I grew up in Japan and then I went to SVA for, film school and then uh in new york i don't know if you guys know it yeah actually uh patrick who who like you know set this up um he he went there too but we only went for two years but we that's where we met um so yeah we were just in the same classes and trying to figure out how to you know get through film school i mean we didn't even get through it but yeah you have to kind of you know, you meet up with people and you kind of use each other for projects. And I think uh, we were like in an acting class together and I, uh, I ended up, Alex uh, asked me to be in one of his projects and the relationship kind of kicked off from there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What, and, but, then, and, then, and then going from there, going out of college, you guys just go from, you know, you know, do you, you just say you didn't finish, but do you just go right in and start making music videos and things. And then, and then when does that transition happen that you start to get to do, you know, um, you know, when does commercials start coming into play? Yeah, so that that story, like, totally just pretty much involves Vimeo and, like, Reddit. And so, like, when I went back to summer after 
the first year of college, I made a video called Tokyo Slow Mode. And it's just like, if you watch it now, it's not that impressive, honestly. But um, at the time, it was like the, the DSLRs were, you know, coming out with like video function. And um, I was playing with like Twixter and I was like a very early on Twixter user. And I made it look like super slow motion. People were like, how did you do that? And um, yeah, so made it something called Tokyo Slow Mode. And then that was like a travel video. Hit. It went it went really viral. Yeah, it went super viral in terms of like, I mean, I never thought it would go viral. Like I didn't, I didn't set out to make like a viral video. I didn't really even know that much about Vimeo at the time or like, you know, I actually, I actually think it blew up because of Reddit. At the time, I used Reddit quite a bit, um, and then and then we got an offer to do a music video, and then we, uh, you know, like I, I I didn't want to do it alone either. So like I was like Kyle, let's let's do it. We went to Atlanta, and we made a video, and then I guess yeah, and then it kind of just and like it's kind of a funny story too because we the night before or like a couple nights before we went to Atlanta. We realized that like we weren't really that versed in the history of music videos. So like our we were with our buddy and he was like kind of giving us a quick less history lesson, so to speak, of just like the cool, you know, Gondry, fucking um, yeah. Spike Jones, like just music videos. And we kind of realized like, damn, like there's a real art here and meet people are making, you know, super innovative stuff. Um, That's so true. Yeah, it's like it, yeah, it was just funny. So yeah, for we us, we would do like music videos, you know, um, it wasn't, I don't know, like I did watch them. The ones that stood out to me were, you know, stuff I've seen, I'd seen when I was like a kid, like the Gorillaz Feel Good Inc. It's pretty cool. For sure. Like, like all cool. of uh, like Megaforce definitely resonated with us super early on too. Like just the, the way that they do their transitions is, is so, you know, unique. Um, so yeah, that was a, they were a huge inspiration. But yeah, we went down there pretty pretty naive, I guess, and uh, with this <laughs> this, this slow mo camera called a Weiss cam. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's like a tabletop camera. Yeah, uh, and but it's we really... didn't use it as a tabletop camera. We like it was you have to plug it into a power source at the time, or the one we borrowed. You had to plug it into a power source, but we were doing all these outdoor locations. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we, we showed up to the first location and we realized like we couldn't even turn the camera on. So like, yeah, it was super disorganized, but like I all, it worked out somehow. And the video is like fine, you know, it's for something that was weird in 2012, like it's fun. You know, it's like, it's for not, sure. you're not gonna watch it now and be like, this is the best video of all time. But at the time, I feel like it was fun and-, and Yeah, fun. and if you, if you watch it too, like you realize that our style definitely, you know, it leans into the post and that's, like the the editing definitely uh it, it kind of carries the video but um yeah i don't know that's like the our work as as you can kind of see it's 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 very it's it's very editing heavy um so yeah even from the beginning that's kind of where we where we started so what does your guys dynamic look like throughout the process like on set are you guys co-directing there or like just how much I'm assuming you guys are probably super heavy in the pre-production, kind of knowing what you're going in to capture as well. Maybe can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, so, we, yeah, the the process is pretty much, you know, like we we come up with the idea together. We we do like we we go on, you know, FaceTime or whatever, and um, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll come up with like a pretty our treatments are pretty detailed. Like yeah, we, we try to like, really flesh everything out. There aren't really like animatics or anything or like storyboard. Uh, yeah, storyboards kind of come later for ads and stuff. But um, yeah, it's pretty. We'll just come up with a bunch of bullet points first, and then we'll we'll really tie everything together. And then the treat the treatments are very elaborate, and we we put a lot of effort into that because that's that's how you get the job, you know. Exactly, like, and that's then so important, and that's what we learned early on is like the presentation and everything because like the treatment is super important and yeah then, that, that could be the difference between getting the job or not just like having a treatment that is 
you know, aesthetic and like visually interesting. Um, it, it helps a lot. And it also serves as kind of the Bible throughout the project for us. Like, you know, we're always referencing it and coming back to it. So like, we just like to have it as detailed and thorough as possible from the beginning. Um, and it's, yeah, it's definitely, that's definitely won us a lot of jobs. Yeah, you guys, oh, I was just going to ask, um, you know, about, uh, you know, specifically, obviously you have VFX elements on a lot of your projects. A lot of times probably even things that like nobody else has done. So they're hard to communicate probably through a treatment and especially writing. Are you guys trying to uh, mocking up images and, you know, going even into that detail to, to, to show stuff in the treatment? Yeah, 100%. we do. We try to find like GIFs or videos that kind of, or like if, if we're trying to do something that, you know, is like kind of new or something, we'll try to, you know reference it as close as we can yeah sometimes we'll, we'll even like mock it up ourselves like you said through an image or even like a visual reference and then we'll we'll make it a gif and put it in there but or yeah something yeah we'll, we'll film like a early on like some a couple jobs we won because we did um like mood films oh yeah and, and those were super helpful like in just in conveying the the vibe and like energy of the spot um, they're definitely time consuming and a bit tedious, but they, they can help for sure. We don't do them anymore as much, yeah. but early on, I think that that's actually a pretty interesting way to win jobs is if you do like a really good mood film, it gets them pretty amped. Yeah. It can, it can sell them on the spot. Yeah. Are you, are you guys uh, like, uh, what division of kind of responsibilities? I know you guys do a lot of your post stuff and I imagine now with bigger budgets, maybe you don't have to do as much, but you know, is there one one that like leans more into VFX and one that leans more into, you know, editing or vice versa? Or do you guys split responsibilities pretty much back and forth? Like, My main thing is the edit. And then, I don't know, I feel like lately Kyle's main thing is, is almost like taking this sort of like producer role too, right? Yeah, like a lot of... Um, yeah kind of like communicating managing vfx and whatnot like when we started we definitely it was definitely more balanced with the edit but it's kind of evolved into um alex taking that on and it's just yeah it's, it's worked out like it's been a it's, it's kind of a it's, i think it's a good a balanced good process we have i think one big maybe maybe one difference we have is like i'm not as organized for sure that's that's 100 percent. like i feel like I'm, <laughs> i i don't have the same kind of organ organizational skills which yeah which isn't good i'm like trying to fix that but yeah kyle definitely keeps keeps it a tight ship with that as far as as far as kind of transferring from the music video world to commercial can you guys talk about maybe how, how much was like an immediate kind of transfer or like what were kind of some of the differences that you found in the commercial world? It's funny because we were the first big commercial we did, we were thrown into like a 20 day shoot. Like o overseas shoot. <clears throat> so, yeah. So that was probably Is that the soccer one. You haven't seen it. No, no. Okay. I think these got these. They actually got banned. It was for Facebook. Um, it was for something called internet.org, which was like a free, <clears throat> it was like Zuckerberg trying to um, supply internet, basic internet to like developing countries. And we did these <clears throat> spots and it was like a 20 day shoot. And that, uh, as you know, that's like ridiculous, honestly. So yeah, it's like a feature. Like, for that to be the yeah. first commercial, it was just, it was absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, and then also like making money like that for the first time. Okay. Yeah, we had always like, you know, we, we'd done these music videos and made money here and there, mainly just to continue continue doing projects. Um, you know, we put the money we made into the next project. So yeah, the first time doing a commercial and actually making money and like, you know, being able to to get our own apartments. And so it was just, yeah, it was, it was really cool, really cool feeling. Yeah, the but process like, is different for sure such a different process, just a lot more organized, you know, you have to be kind of super on the ball with meetings and mm -hmm. the structure of the, the job is just like, yeah, it's, it's just so different. organized. And, yeah, and yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's almost like, um, 
you know, they're polar opposites, like music video and uh, commercial work. Like yeah, this is so different. Learning how to communicate with the agency and then also learning how to communicate with the client and, and you know, balancing that relationship is definitely an art. So yeah, I, our first, so like we, we dove right into that Facebook 40, 20 day shoot. And it was like, you know, three to four month job or something. And I don't, I don't think we were necessarily ready for it. Um, but you kind of have to have to just um, pretend like you're ready. Yeah, so, we, we learned on the way. But I'm pretty sure like, you know, they thought we were like young and um, they probably knew that we were learning. At the, I mean, I think the ECD, like the creative director knew that, like he, he just had a lot of faith in us really. Yeah. And actually we made a mood film <clears throat> for the spots, which really, I have it on Vimeo somewhere and I, I've, I watched it like a year ago or something and it was actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, this definitely helps. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that was our first, you know, commercial process just because you get thrown in the deep end and then it's like, after that, everything seems, you know, much more achievable. So yeah, it was, it was cool. It was a cool first project. Contrasting that with music videos, how, you know, how have you guys been able or do you have to navigate much with kind of or any stories come to mind they don't have to be specific about music videos kind of like dealing with the client music videos or or, or actually the musician um, yeah and then it makes in, in attaching that I guess too have you ever had to like co-direct a music video with a director or with a musician or something um, and how do you navigate those things because like you said with the advertising is with the clients a little different and the creative responsibilities flow even stranger in music videos or can yeah that i mean the the process is again very different i mean it could it really depends i mean there's some musicians where you're pretty much dealing with the managers only these are for like you know the the bigger stars i'd say then there's some musicians who are, are artists that are so particular and that can be so you end up dealing with them and then commercials are commercials too it's like you mostly just deal with the agency um but we have done direct work with like the client which i find more um efficient sometimes i don't know for sure yeah sometimes the the agency as the middleman um you know egos things can things can get in the way whereas like direct the client stuff is it's awesome yeah um and then yeah, working with artists it's it depends on the artist. Some are some are challenging. Some are some are easier to some are easier to work with. Uh, it's just all about you know communicating your ideas clearly and and there's just yeah there's an art to it. Um, it's tough though. But yeah, it can be. We've we've had some crazy music videos that it's just just yeah super super challenging stuff. But we've we've come out of it. So it's tough though every time. Yeah. The ideal client is someone who is on the same page. For us too, like I think in particular, our job, our music videos are just more stressful because they're, I wouldn't say they're chaotic, but like we just have a lot of ideas that we want to, that we want to be able to capture. And you guys know how it is. Like the day is only so long. So like, we're just, we'll hustle and there's just a lot that we try to do and it can be, yeah, it can be pretty insane. Yeah. um it's you know, probably not good for for you you know like your your body and yeah it's not healthy but like we'll have like three four cameras going we're running around and like there's just a lot that we that we try to capture and and get and it it definitely helped like for us it's necessary like it's it's really integral to our style and our aesthetic but yeah like alex said it's it's not healthy you've actually caught us at a pretty good time because we like consciously decided to take a break after our last gig and it's been like two weeks maybe since we've wrapped up yeah it's been it's been okay. great <laughs> would, yeah and we we started talking about it before we were recording and i i paused you i know you guys have been working like crazy <laughs> over covid doing a lot of remote directing mm -hmm. i'd love to just kind of hear what that process has been like yeah it's i mean like 
like I said earlier um, before this started, <clears throat> we were kind of surprised how much, um, how many jobs we were getting, and obviously we're we're grateful for it. Yeah, for when COVID hit, like we were we were stressed out, like shit. What's gonna yeah, happen? Like, are we gonna be able to work? We're like, are we? How are we gonna make money? You know. So um, we started off doing that six forty five AR video, which is pretty insane, and um, that was when COVID like hit. Uh, New York City and New York was like the epicenter of the whole world and Times Square was like deserted and it was really really crazy it was hard to even get the artist to come out here yeah it was it was kind of a throwback though to like our origins in a way just like doing everything ourselves we realized like we're going to do you know we can't have a crew or anything like that because of COVID so yeah we just we just did everything yeah and it was that it started with that and um it was actually pretty good in terms of um maybe it was pretty good for a real like i guess you know our our agents and stuff could have been like uh you know they made this during covid and uh, yeah exactly. then we got like an ad pretty quickly after and it was for was it facebook again uh, yeah i think facebook and then uh it didn't end up coming out actually but um but like it was you know it was a cool challenge because it was a com you know complete remote job and i feel like we're very well suited for that because our work is so post heavy um and you know we had we had done a job uh last year for instagram that was kind of a kind of a similar concept like all these different influencers and like you know getting working remotely getting their material and then incorporating it they incorporating them into the spot through posts so yeah it was just a natural like remote stuff, remote jobs have kind of been a like a natural transition for us. Mm -hmm. um, it was, was good too. Like Chris, Christopher Ripley is like, he would send them, he would send our cast like really detailed camera packages and he would get on, you know, FaceTime or Zoom with them and walk them through how to use all the equipment. It's I true, mean, yeah. he really killed it. Yeah, like, we, we, we wouldn't have been able to do it without him for sure. And then, uh, yeah, we did a few more COVID stuff. Uh, we didn't post most most of them yet, but um, I don't know. It just didn't feel like the right time with like the election and everything. Like we didn't really feel like posting anything. But um, there was one that I think we'll post soon is the the Fuser one, which is like the DJ. Uh, everyone can be a DJ spot. That was pretty crazy because I mean that's all remote too, uh, except for some scenes. Chris was there, but um, yeah, I think we're really able to make something dynamic even though we weren't there so yeah that, that was the goal just to make something that didn't feel like you know your typical remote you know covid spot um you know we wanted to make it feel like it was just a normal a normal commercial so I, I, yeah i think we succeeded in that you you definitely did and i'm just curious like i mean i i could ask a million questions but i mean as far as working with the talent getting them to like hit marks or like i i can't even wrap my head around that like like how does how does that happen you know despite i mean the stuff with people filming themselves in their phone that's a little bit easier to like comprehend but like the stuff that looks more staged and blocked and like there was a full crew there like how does that get pulled off remotely yeah i mean so there was one so the david hasselhoff part was a crew actually went to the house but we were directing over um zoom so that was pretty weird obviously too because like we had people there and then we were just on yeah the i gotta say like it, it works though it worked yeah we had a feed we had to monitor everything um and that worked out but every other part really in that is was kind of like yeah pretty much remote and yeah and know, just, you just have to do many takes and it, it's kind of it's kind of a it's kind of a bitch yeah it's not it's not not easy. That yeah. part, yeah, like, cause we that was like our, um, like third COVID shoot or so. So we were, uh, it was it's it's a different work process for sure. Like you don't feel as, um, like you you don't feel as you almost like don't feel, cause you're not on set and stuff. It, it's just a different energy, you know. Yeah, there's like a lack of control to it all, but at the same time, it is like. It is what it is like what you get you get and then for us like we just 
with posts, like we're able to make it work. Um, but yeah, that being said, like we, we were still pretty organized and, you know, each talent that we had, we, we tried to work everything out before the shoot as, as much as we could. Um, and, you know, had them shoot sample stuff and then we modified it. And yeah, so it was, it worked out. It just, it's all about just being like with the remote stuff, it's just like being more organized than usual, I think helps. Yeah, and patient. So I'm guessing by your reaction to, the, to directing Alex um, remotely, you don't think it's probably the way of the future. Like, is there a world where there's more remote directing or at least remote, you know, uh, you know, piping of clients or something? Like, do you guys think that would be, you know, do you see that as the future from based on your experience? I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I mean, if, the, if this isn't the last pandemic, then yeah, it's not ideal, but it might, you know, it might have to be, you know, yeah. it's the future to an Anything extent. Else you could do, or you could do what we did on 645 AR and just, um, you know, wear, wear a mask and I don't know. Yeah. I, keep I, it. It seems like, it seems like people are now getting tested and, um, like there's a whole system now with in-person shooting. I haven't really heard of. I haven't really heard of shoots being shut down now nowadays, even though the numbers are even worse than when we. Yeah, and I'm, I don't mean so much of like in the current, you know, uh, you know, uh, pandemic of what you guys think. I'm saying like ideally post all of this, you know, sans the pandemic. Do you see like that digital technology as being something, you know, useful, you know, to as a way to work on sense and become more efficient? Depends. Like if, if there's a certain talent that, you know, can't make it to the shoot, I think there's definitely some skills that we've all developed now um, that are definitely useful, but there's nothing like, you know, an in-person shoot. Yeah. But I, I can see that happening maybe. I mean, I think we did get like one offer to possibly shoot something in Korea, but not be there. Yeah. Pretty, pretty nuts. We did get an email like that. So, I mean, it could be, it could be like something that people do more because it, it's not, it, it it works. I know other directors who have done that too. So it depends. Like maybe, yeah. maybe for foreign clients, it could be a, more of a thing if they want to work with someone. Especially who, if the quality isn't. There's no you know sacrifice to the quality. Then I think yeah. Well, I guess why not? I so I feel like one of the at least the first video that I really saw for you guys. I feel like one of the ones that really kind of broke you i'm sure there were a few before but the butterfly effects video is always the one that comes to mind for me mm -hmm. um maybe just talk about that video and like what were some of the the challenges of it what was you know kind of the response and and how how it was fundamental for where you guys are at today yeah so that butterfly effect video was <clears throat> second time working with travis um, definitely a better workflow than the first time. First time was really tough. And then um, we were also trying to do something different. It was kind of the first time we shot pretty much all in daylight. And the reason why we did that was because we felt like our style was kind of becoming slightly emulated. So we were, we were like, what, what can we do to make our style shine in uh, daylight? So there's a lot of color in that video still. And it's like, but it's more like practical colors. It's not like colored lights. It's like, uh, you know, the car, the outfits and um, making those colors pop and make it still feel like, cause we were obviously known for like the neon lights and um, all that kind of like uh, vibe. <clears throat> so that was, that was our main that's kind of like one of the reasons why we like that video so much is we are able to do something different, but in our style. And um, yeah, it was really important for us to, cause like even your, our agents or people we work with are like, oh, you have to do something different now. Cause people are doing, you know, similar stuff. And it's like, so we, that's what we did. I mean, we've, we really d set out on a mission to do to make some really original work um once people started kind of catching on to the style yeah that, that's always a challenge it's like you know continuing to evolve and continuing to just uh you know innovate as to the best we can um 
and yeah, that was definitely a project that felt like it was kind of groundbreaking for us just because it, yeah, it felt, it felt different than what we had made in the past. Um, it just felt like kind of a new aesthetic. So it was exciting mm -hmm. on, yep. uh, so our low pump videos, super, I think our low pump video is very original at least because like, we were just like, how, how can we make something that people haven't seen before? So I don't know if, if anyone watches the little pump video, um, little pimp video. <laughs> you know, I want to ask you guys, you know, you, you keep bringing it up and I think it's super interesting because you guys do have a style and, um, you know, I'm sure it's evolved and everything, but there is a bit of it. Like for sure. I can tell that people like, that like jacked your kind of like vibe and style in the sense it's like, what's that like? I mean, I think that's a weird question of, of like having something that like maybe other people can mildly imitate. And then you feel like you then have to direct your, you know, divert your own stuff based on what other people are doing. I mean, that has to be something, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it honestly sucks. Like we, we, uh, it, it, it's tormenting for sure. Like in a lot of ways, because like sometimes it's not even just like the style that people try to emulate. It's literally like a scene or like, um, like moments from our older work, even like yeah. Some, I mean, some of people copy our stuff from like when we were like broke and like trying to just come up with cool stuff and filming everything ourselves and like um, not making money and it just it kind of sucks when you know that someone like it's like that and a lot of also another like sign of that is like someone will like link something on Instagram or something and be like, did you guys do this? And then you go to it and that person like follows you. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah, that's the ultimate giveaway. It's just, it's super disrespectful. And like for us, it's, it sucks all the more just because we put so much energy into trying to make stuff that is different. Um, so when someone copies us, it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's upsetting for sure. I mean, we've even had examples where like people have taken have, have ripped like, you know, our sound design directly and then put it on their video. And this is like, you know, prominent people have done this. It's just, it, it's crazy. Like the, it, the lengths to which people will go to, to bite. Um, it's just weird balance. We're inspired by people too. Like, obviously we, we have our inspirations and whatnot, but I think the way we, the things that we're inspired by aren't our peers. We're inspired more by like, things we liked as kids or like, I think there's a big difference between like an homage and like just ripping someone off that's like also a director right now that's current and um, like, you know, don't want to name any names, but it's just like, yeah. there's a, I just think there's a, like, why is it, does it feel good to, to, you know, yeah, it's a weird rip one of your peers off? Like it just feels weird to me. It's this weird balance I find between reference because everyone wants to know who you want to be like, right? Like they want to have a, or at least like agents and people that want to sell you or something. So everyone is like looking for a simplified version. And so that does lend itself to a lot of like duplicate. It feels like it is fascinating to hear you guys talk about it, but I, you did touch on one thing that I thought was cool as you talked about your past, some of the effects and the things you do in my past reminds me of like a fucking windows movie maker when I was a kid. And it, it brings almost like a sense of nostalgia, but also with like this new wave vibe, how have you, you know, used elements in your past to kind of influence your, your style moving forward? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I think, I think cause like whenever we reference something, um, we try to do it in a different way as well. Like we don't want to just like, straight up rip something off unless it's something that like we really like love that is also old enough to just be an homage like like in our goosebumps travis scott video like the part when um he gets he grows goosebumps kind of like agent smith and the matrix like that was like a direct homage sort of thing but um i don't know i think and i think since we're both 90s kids we uh that's just our taste i think was that we like the some of the older like X-Files sort of like effects or, you know, stuff that felt like they had a little bit more character and grit and yeah. You guys, you, you touched on inspiration. I, I was just gonna ask, what are some like unconventional things where you guys draw inspiration from? Like what, what outside of Vimeo and 
whatever. Like, what what are some things you draw you draw reference or inspiration from? Sorry, someone's at my door. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, you want to start, maybe? Yeah, I mean, for us, like, well, for me personally, um, I don't know. I feel like we're always we're just we we work a ton, and we're always in that that state of just you know constant grinding, so to speak. So it's like. I think just taking time to like, you know, re recharge the batteries is, is super helpful. So like, I don't know, I love the outdoors. I love fishing. I spend a lot of time doing that and uh, it just helps me, you know, kind of stay grounded. So then, yeah, it just help, help, helps me kind of uh, get back into a, the work mode, I guess. Yeah. For me, I think it's <clears throat> usually I go back to Japan like two or three times a year. That's, I don't know if that's, it's probably not unconventional, but I, that really inspires me each time I go back. <clears throat> um, I don't know, maybe, I feel like we find inspiration in, in a lot of different things. So like, yeah, um, could even just be like stuff like the stuff that's like behind me, like, the, like toys or whatever. I don't know. I, I feel like we're constantly just trying to um, yeah like said, we're always trying to find we're always trying to do something different so it's like that's like the never-ending um challenge and i think i think that's what everyone should be doing it's like trying to do something different exactly or, i think that that's also what's helpful about being in a duo that you can kind of you're not in your own head all the time you can kind of bounce ideas off of each other and it's just yeah it's i don't know it's just it's really helpful to to keep each other in check and when you're coming up with concepts, it's ha having the two minds is, I think is always, is always better. Well, you guys have ideas like about an idea for a music video, not necessarily with a song already, like kind of tucked away, mm -hmm. um, or will it always come from a, a song or, and then also will you maybe lose, maybe you didn't get this job with this idea and, and bring it to another project? Yeah, we've done that before, but I, most of the time it's, it's uh, catered to the, yeah song so like because well like sometimes we'll be like what about this idea and, and we'll try to fit it and it's like it doesn't work so agreed i, I find it's always better to just try to come up with something fresh for the song mm -hmm. um but that being said yeah for sure like sometimes there'll be a an effect or or something that you want to that you want to do and like but it, it has to be the right job and we always kind of um yeah sometimes a, a, we'll hear a song and it's like oh yeah we could we could you know throw that in there it's an idea that we've had for a long time um but yeah like alex is saying we try to each job we try to come up with a a totally fresh concept yeah you know it's kind of uh, kind of un unconventional inspiration we had for um again i'm going to go back to the, the little pimp video but uh like we were we were like fascinated by dan bilzerian so we're like what <laughs> Like, I totally with, see that. Like, yeah. what's with this dude? Like, he's so, like, he's such a crazy person. And we're like, what if we kind of reimagined that his life, but then made Lil, Lil Pump the uh, protagonist? <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, that video, I, I'm actually really proud of that video because <clears throat> even the styling is like super strange and unconventional. It's like, uh, kind of like a cowboy, like a space cowboy vibe. I don't know. It's like, but yeah, that, that's another yeah, for, inspiration of stuff like that. For me, like, it just feels like, you know, uh, 90s style, just music video that it's, it's just, it's meant to just be, you know, a, an interesting watch. And um, it's a, just a music video. Like it complements the song really well. Um, you know, sometimes it, it doesn't have, it does, it's not trying to like, you know, be a narrative or whatnot. It just, it's a visual, it's just like a visual um, feast in a way. So yeah, I think, I think a lot of our work is like that. No, it, it absolutely is. What, so what's, what's next for you guys? I mean, I know you've got a lot of projects currently, but I guess even, even kind of big picture, like where, where do you see brother heading? Do you, do you guys, see yourselves in the music video and commercial space? Do you see yourself getting into entertainment, a combination of the two? Like what, what's the goal? Yeah, our next, well, our next project coming out is that Lana Del Rey video, which I, 
not sure when it's coming out, honestly. So if any of the Lana Del Rey fans hear this, then th that's their answer. They keep asking. <laughs> um, and then I think we're going to pitch on some ads. Uh, long term, I don't know. I mean, we, I don't know. We we get asked about narrative stuff a lot, but we I'm not sure if we're like we're inspired to do it, but I don't know if we're if it's a good idea to jump into it yet. We almost want to just like solidify the doing like crazier ads and um, being because like the industry is so fickle and like if uh, I've, we've seen like directors jump into like narrative too quickly and then they lose their ground and uh, you know ads or music videos so I don't know it's it's tough it's like you have to find a balance I think exactly. we will always just like be juggling different things maybe. Yeah, like, you know, being able to do ads that are, are in our style is definitely, it's definitely really cool. And uh, we want to be able to continue to do those. Um, so yeah, we're always, we're always kind of on the lookout for the, the next ad to do. Um, and then, yeah, moving forward, like Alex said, I think we're open to, uh, open to narrative and whatnot. It's just, it definitely just has to be the right time. We, we don't want to get into it um, pre prematurely. Yeah, even though like it sounds awesome and it, it'd be really cool, but it's like while you're doing that, you have to be realistic. It's like, how are you going to make a living while you're doing that? Like, you know, you have to, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough because I don't know. TV also really interests me personally, but they say that, um, you know, you have to have done something already. It's, it's one of those things. Uh, so it's, I don't know how that works, but maybe we'd have to do like a short film or something. But, hey, I'd watch. I'd watch that. Yeah, that'd be, be pretty fun. I'd be the first one watching that. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, we're also interested in like doing something that we write. So it would that would be really ideal is directing something we write, and that's something we're interested in. But we've never actually tried doing that. I mean, but we do write all the time for. Uh, music videos and ads. Well, awesome, guys. I mean, we always like to ask at the end, you know, is there any advice or, uh, you know, uh, you know, any any notes you want to give to a, your your future, your uh, your past self? Um, is there anything that comes to mind that you guys have felt like you've learned over the last little bit um, that you that you'd like to um, maybe touch on? Definitely. I mean, I think number one is just like. As a director, it's important to just always stay super nimble, um, you know, because inevitably, like, you know, things just don't go your way a lot of times. So you have to always be, you know, be able to find creative solutions to those problems that arise. Um, that's true. I think that's like, yeah, that's like almost the definition of directing is just being able to um, be super flexible and, and always be able to come up with, you know, new concepts. It, it, it happens all the time where, a wrench will get thrown into the, the process, and yeah, you just have to be able to, you know, always bounce back. Mm -hmm. That's true. Also, again, just try to come up with your, or like try to come up with the most original idea you could come up with. I, I think that's my number one thing, and something I think we were able to do, and I, I would give that advice to everyone else too, because people will, will notice if you do it right. If you pull it off, people will notice. I think. Yeah, and people don't want to see the same thing. You know, they want they they want to see something different. So it's like, it's tough though, obviously, because it gets yeah. harder, and it's so saturated, oversaturated now. Um, another thing I'd say is, especially like through the pandemic, and and um, yeah, just working through the pandemic and noticing how much work we were getting because we are post savvy. I would say learn some post skills, you know, like if you can, if you go to film school, maybe focus on post and because like we majored in directing and it, we really didn't, it didn't do much for us. I'd say. <laughs> it, it just didn't. Uh, for sure. Because yeah, we, we didn't even finish school because we weren't. And also like if you have an idea for something, just, just go out and, and do it. Like, I think a lot of people will, you know, make excuses for why they're not ready for something or why they, 
you know, why they can't do it. And it's like, just, just do it, shoot, shoot it and, and try. You, you really never know. Like for us, when we started, we didn't know that, you know, we would have careers in, in, in commercials and music videos. Like we were just doing it because it's what felt right creatively. And we wanted to just make cool stuff and it organically happened. Like sometimes it's good to have a plan in life and map everything out. But at the same time, you just have to, you just have to be in the moment and, you know, see what happens, but you have to try. And I think uh, it's just important for, you know, young directors to, to, to hear that. And, you know, don't be afraid to just, you know, just make something. Mm. Yeah. Ultimately it's just it comes down to working hard and, yeah, I have to sacrifice a few parties here and there, you know? Exactly. I feel like when we first started, we didn't, like we were living in Kyle's parents' house. So it was like, we were just working, you know? But yeah, the, the opportunity, like it doesn't come easy. It's like this shit, it's, there's some, there, you know, it's, it takes hard work. There's some luck to it. Like you just have to just grind. When I when I reflect on our journey, it's like damn, that was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's not a comfortable place to be in, but it's definitely when you're able to, you know, create something that's truly your own and it's unique. It's it's really that feeling is worth it. Um, you know, it, it's a better feeling than copying someone and, and putting it out and trying to put it out as your own. It's like to be able to come up with something that is truly your own it's, it's yeah it's it's a really cool feeling also one last thing i'd say is um like while you're young too because like i mean i'm 28 now um but i definitely don't have the same energy i had when i was like 20. so while you're young <clears throat> do all these things and also i feel like at the time our style wasn't accepted almost like we got a lot of like um you know they're a little too wild for ad the ad world and whatnot but now it's like people are so much more open so they actually people have a lot easier. like in a way people filmmakers have it easier in terms of there's so much better gear laying around too for cheaper and then also people are more open to like different styles so i guess yeah like cost to just do it you know yeah that's it yeah, that's a really good point. Like it is so accessible now to, to get, you know, a camera that looks pretty and, but at the same time that makes it more challenging because everyone has access to it. That's true. It's, I guess it's like a privilege. That is all folks. Hope you guys enjoyed. Stay safe out there. And we'll see you guys soon with a new episode and a new guest. Take care.